Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Brawn Body Podcast. I'm sorry this is coming a week late. I was struggling last week. I got sick. Um, luckily, it was not coronavirus. Um, at least the symptoms did not match up. I did not get tested, but we're in the clear now. Um, and I'm really excited to bring you this episode. This one's very relevant right now. Um, So today we're going to be talking all about sedentary life, um, sitting at home, not really doing anything, and I'm very excited to introduce a good friend of mine. Uh, His name's Jonathan Harned. He's uh, someone I've lifted with in the gym before, and he's a very dedicated individual. He just goes full throttle at everything he does. Uh, a little bit about him. He's about to graduate from Lebanon Valley College with his doctorate degree in physical therapy. And he's already holding many advanced uh, training certifications, including a PBFR or blood flow restriction um, certification. And I'd love to have him back later um, for another episode about blood flow restriction training because he is very well versed in the topic. Um, After he graduates, he's heading to Johns Hopkins uh, University Hospital for a sports physical therapy residency. Um, So he's going to be way up there with some amazing people and he's already been with some amazing people. Um, One of his clinical rotations was with the Cleveland Indians. So he spent eight weeks working with a Major League Baseball team, which is an incredible experience. So for more about John, uh, you can check him out on his Instagram page at jharned underscore 14. But as I alluded to, today we're discussing the topic of sedentary time and what that is, um, you know, sedentary time is basically when we're not moving, when we're not doing anything, no activity, no muscle contraction, nothing. And well, with the COVID-19 appearing to continue for the next few weeks, if not longer, um, I know a lot of people have talked to me about, you know, they feel like they're not really doing anything. They're not able to stay active. They're just, you know, they're worried about things and they're staying in, um, which again, we are supposed to be social distancing and all. Um, but I just want to touch on, um, what it means to be sedentary, what effects that's going to have on your body and how to, um, prevent the harmful effects of being sedentary from, uh, carrying out their detrimental effects on your body, on your life, on your health, and all that. So without further ado, we'll dive on in. So I want to start by talking about what I call the sedentary lifestyle trap. Um, so as I mentioned in the intro here, um, physical inactivity or being sedentary, not moving, is basically not meeting physical activity guidelines. And um, according to the ACSM, American College of Sports Medicine, those guidelines are 150 minutes per week of moderate intensity 
uh, physical activity, 75 minutes a week of vigorous intensity activity or a combination of both. Um, so what that would look like is five days a week um, doing a 30-minute moderate intensity walk. Um, that's all it takes to be considered active. And it's concerning because a large majority of Americans are inactive. Um, and we tend to turn to sedentary activities for comfort in life. Um, so our lives are very stressful, especially now. Um, there's, you know, a lot happening, a lot going on, but even without the virus, think about your daily work day, your daily schedule. Um, odds are, if you're like most Americans, it's pretty stressful. Um, you might be working a 10 to 12 hour day. You might be a college student, a high school student, um, applying for colleges, taking classes, um, you know, you might be someone who's taking care of a family, um, whatever it might be. Um, Americans in general tend to live very stressful lives. And we tend to use sedentary activities as a source of downtime, a source of escape, comfort. Um, so stuff like watching TV, watching a movie, um, just kind of sitting around on our phones, playing video games, whatever. Um, and the thing is, in moderation, I believe these things are okay. Like, if you want to, you know, watch, I don't know, say you want to watch a half-hour TV show on Netflix Monday night and Wednesday night every week. I don't see anything wrong with that, and I want to make that clear from the start. However, um, we do too much of this. Um, so according to Mike Matthews' book, The Little Black Book of Workout Motivation, um, Mike's a excellent, um, very intelligent individual uh, trainer in regards to a lot of different things about exercise, workouts, um, really like his stuff. Um, but in his book, The Little Black Book of Workout Motivation, he presents the fact that the average American spends five hours per day watching TV. So think about that. Five hours a day watching TV. So think about how long your average uh, show that you watch is. You know, maybe half hour, hour maybe. And on average we watch five hours a day. That stat blows my mind. Um, you know, being sedentary feels good. And once we get in that sedentary state, it's very hard to break it. Um, and, you know, it's just very enticing to us because while we're not really doing anything, um, however, it can you know, have negative effects on our physical health, but also our mental health as well. So one study um, pointed out that changes in sedentary behavior predicted changes in mental well-being in a sample of younger, healthy adults. So um, people about my age, you know, young 20s. Um, and oddly enough, this is the group 
that seems to be really stressing out um, right now with the virus um, because of the economic impact. You know, a lot of people don't have work right now. Um, a lot of students are, you know, at home um, and, you know, missing out on things like graduation, classes with their friends, time with their friends, all that stuff. Um, and then I'd also like to add to that, um, this article points out that decreasing daily sedentary time by 60 minutes, so cutting out one hour of sedentary time, may prevent or significantly attenuate the negative effects of sedentary time on mental well-being. So do a little gut check here. See how much time you spend not doing anything at all on a daily basis. And then try and reduce that by one hour. Um, and maybe you always go to your phone when you're sedentary. That makes this a lot easier because now you can just look at your screen time and say, okay, I need to cut out one hour of screen time somewhere during my day, throughout my day. So that's my little challenge for you here is find a way to cut back on your sedentary time. Um, and, you know, if you're someone who plays video games or uh, watches TV or whatever, you can get creative with this, you know, um, if you're playing a video game, try and switch to like one of the Nintendo Wii games, if you still have a Wii. Um, I know you can go really hard and get real intense in something like Wii Tennis, if you're doing it right, um, if you're standing up and moving around with it, or if you're watching TV, um, maybe getting up and doing something during the commercials. Or if you have a treadmill at home, put the treadmill in front of the TV. So then you're at least walking while you're watching TV. All right. And next we're going on to why sedentary time is bad. So John and I are just going to kind of sit back and discuss this for a while. Um, so John, based on, you know, what you've seen so far and, you know, three years of PT grad school, all that sort of thing. How do you see sedentary time impacting just general population, average American? I mean, the whole shift with, you know, society moving towards um, just there's a lot of more desk jobs than, you know, way back when with increased technology, you know, support teams, things like that. So a lot of people are just spending increased time sitting. Um, whether that be due to job related stuff, um, driving to and from work, just not having, you know, the feasibility within their day to kind of get up and move. Just a lot of time is spent sitting. Um, so that, you know, is obviously going to affect, um, obviously, you know, their health leads to poor health related outcomes. But in addition, you can kind of see the the way, you know, the United States is kind of going with increased obesity rates. Um, I feel there's a pretty strong correlation between that sedentary time, job related stuff, and just kind of lifestyle choices. So, you know, it has a major impact on the general population. Um, you take a, a family with several kids, you know, that factors in. So trying to find the time to be active you know, can actually be difficult with, you know, all the life um, factors that, you know, everyday people face on a, a general basis. 
Right. Um, it's almost, it sounds like people are basically just becoming domesticated, for lack of a better term. Um, and like you're alluding to there, the comorbidities that come with being sedentary are just incredible. Um, I mean, from obesity, diabetes, metabolic syndrome, cholesterol levels, um, blood pressure, hypertension, um, different cancers even are related to sedentary time. Like it is insane. And it's crazy Uh, because a lot of it can be preventative. That's the whole idea of shifting healthcare to, you know, primary prevention, taking, you know, excess strain and healthcare dollars, you know, um, and put them into some form of, you know, or, or taking excess strain off the hospitals and the other medical facilities and putting, you know, money into primary prevention to reduce that strain. Cause a lot of this, you know, it's just related to, you know, moving, you know, moving, um, you know, kind of just getting up, moving around, stretch breaks, walking, just kind of living an active lifestyle. Won't even get into like eating habits right now, but just kind of getting up and, you know, getting moving. And sometimes it's hard. I mean, some people work, you know, 10, 12 hour days behind a desk and then they have to go home and, you know, take care of the kids. You know, if the kids are school age, kind of, you know, get, you know, their food ready, make dinner, you know, the whole nine. So for some people, it's actually really hard to, you know, kind of find that time to throughout their day to move and stuff like that. Or, you know, if they're on the run a lot. Maybe, you know, your job requires you to fly constantly. You know, they're always locked into a computer. So it can be difficult. And, you know, that that's the reality of our situation. And the biggest thing is, is, you know, we got to find time to kind of move around to kind of, you know, not only combat, combat that stuff, you know, as a, as a country, as a nation, but also just, you know, as an individual kind of making that shift to promote a more active lifestyle and healthy environment for yourself, for your family, for your kids, whatever, you know, what have you. Right. And of all people to, attest to having the ability to break up sedentary time i feel like you're one of the best to talk to because i know your schedule and i've seen you working whether it be in graduate school classes or in clinical rotations and you always seem to still be able to you know get your daily step goal in um stay loose stay moving around so are there any tips or tricks that you found really helped you over the past several years, despite putting in, you know, 80, 90 hour weeks for clinical and, you know, crazy study sessions, finals, all that sort of thing? I mean, a lot, a lot of that too. I mean, I have tricks. So like I have, you know, my Apple watch or, or my, app on my phone that tracks my steps and you know I always try to shoot for 10,000 a day or trying to up the last day so those are little tricks you can do um you know try to you know get up every 30 to 45 minutes whether you know 10 minute walk or you know right now I'm in Arizona um you know so with you know with the whole virus thing currently not being in clinic um you know between my studying for the boards you know I'll do an hour of studying and then go for a little walk and you know, trying to, you try to find little time throughout your day of non-productive time to you and shift that towards productive time. So that's the biggest thing is kind of looking back in your day, you know, whatever you like to do, you know, you know, for breaks or leisure, whether it be like 
watch Netflix or, you know, play games or, you know, do whatever. Try to, you know, there's times for all of that. It's just kind of trying to find how can you maximize and be the most productive with your time. And for me, you know, playing college baseball, I've been, you know, big into, you know, health, uh, health and fitness, lifting. So that was kind of always, you know, been, you know, goals of mine and things that I'd like to do to kind of keep moving. So that has helped me a little bit, but it's just trying to maximize the time, you know, within your day. Everybody gets 24 hours. Some take more advantage of it um, than others. And I'm not saying, you know, you know, for people, you have to go out, you know, and, you know, try to, you know, limit your sleep and do all of this, just whatever your goals are in life, whether it be health and wellness, or spending more time with family, or increasing, you know, your financial independence, with any of those, it's just trying to maximize, you know, the time with, you know, that you have those 24 hours, or, you know, let's subtract some hours for sleep, and trying to be the most productive with them. Mm -hmm. No, that definitely makes sense. Um, do you know of any, I know a lot of people tend to struggle with staying on task, they struggle with being disciplined um and that's something um guys like mike matthews and jocko willink um, i might have said his last name wrong but they preach that stuff um jocko's got his whole line there discipline equals freedom um are there any other books or any other guys like that that you see that have really kind of helped you stay the course or stay the path so to speak um i mean mike matthews is big in my kind of, you know, reading realm, you know, his book, the little black book of workout motivation was, you know, actually, you know, an amazing book. I actually sent it to you. So I, I took a lot from that. Um, but the kind of the biggest things, you know, Eric Thomas, he's like a motivational speaker for, you know, a lot of division one teams, pro teams, he comes in and I suggest I listen to his podcast. He's a good guy. She don't know the name of it, but Eric Thomas is is the the gentleman who does it. He's a big motiv motivational speaker, and the biggest thing that that I've kind of seen with anybody or anybody who writes the books about setting goals or things like that is it's finding your why. So like, why do you get up every day to do the things that you do, and link those to your short term and long term goals. Whatever your long term goal is, is, you know, whatever it is, you map out a way. Or, or a plan or a, or a journey of how you're going to get there, write down your goals, short-term and long-term. And studies have actually shown that writing down people who write down goals are more likely to achieve those goals than people who just have goals and don't write them down. Put them in a place where you're going to see them every morning, every day, you know, whether it be in a bathroom mirror or something. And it might sound cheesy, but it actually works. And just, you know, realize why you're doing the things that you're doing to get to where you want to be. Um, you know, those days where you don't feel like waking up early, those days that you just don't feel like getting out of bed, have those goals there, or just kind of think of like, why am I putting in all this effort now? And then it makes, uh, it, it kind of almost makes that, that grind or that trench work or, you know, whatever it is that you're doing almost a little bit more enjoyable. And right. one thing that I, that one kind of quote, and I, I'm paraphrasing. I don't think it's exactly, you know, what it is or perfect. It was actually by Eric Thomas is, you know, when you're grinding and stuff like that, when you come to a, you know, a peak or, or, or the top of a mountain, it, it only, that peak is only there to show you 
how far you've come. You know, you're always going to have to keep going, keep progressing. Once you knock down one goal, set another goal and stuff like that. So when you actually get to that peak or that, you know, reach that goal, looking back, you're going to be like, damn, I can do this. I just busted through all of that. I'm going to keep going. You know, you never want to get, you never want to get stagnant. You never, you know, you never want to get comfortable. You want to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Right. I like that analogy. I like that analogy a lot. And it's almost like being too sedentary and just kind of throwing in the towel, giving up, watching your, you know, six hour Netflix binge or whatever is putting you in the opposite direction. Like using that analogy, it's like we've got a mountain. And if you start grinding and get going, you'll get to the top. But if you just kind of sit down with, you know, your hands in your pockets, you fall and slip further and further down that mountain. And because you're falling down, it's almost like this downward spiral. And um, that's something that ties into the chronic diseases we touched on a little bit ago is a lot of these conditions, whether it be the obesity, the type 2 diabetes, what have you, when someone's diagnosed with one, it tends to lead to the causation of more and more chronic diseases. We know obesity and diabetes are closely linked. We know that's closely linked with cardiovascular disease. Um, So it's all kind of connected. And it's easy to see how just how you can build yourself up you know, if you don't do anything, you can just as easily slip on down. Um, right. Oh, that's good. I like that. Right. And a lot of the times uh, is it's it, the hardest part is to take that initiative or to, you know, take that step to, you know, especially, you know, with some of the major health conditions, whether it be obesity or just lack of inactivity in general or lack of activity in general, excuse me one of the hardest things is just taking that initiative, especially if you don't have a support system. I think the support system, you know, support system is huge. Um, and, you know, regarding anything in life, health, fitness, health and fitness, whatever, you know, you want to surround yourself with, you know, people who are going to support you and push you and things like that. So a lot of times people just don't have the support system or even that just nudge to be like, yo, let's go, let's get, let's get after it, you know, whatever it may be. So, I th- you know, that's another factor that plays a role into everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, no, you're definitely right about that. Um, speaking of support system and just people in general, um, there's a lot of different types of people out there. And I'm just wondering, is do you think sedentary time is always bad for everyone? I mean, we've got, you know, all kinds of extremes out here in America. We've got cross-country athletes running 100 plus miles a week we've got people who are spending you know five six hours a day watching tv we've got people who you know never sit down never slow down we've got all kinds of extremes here and i mean when we think of guys like lebron would sedentary time be good for him would it be good for people who are struggling with chronic diseases. Maybe they have COPD and um, obesity or something like that. So, I'm, so this is yeah, a lot kind of goes into a question like this and, you know, depending on who it is. So, you know, for the individuals who have, you know, are battling comorbidities or, you know, who are, already have decreased, you know, activity levels, sedentary time will impact them negatively. It's going to, 
you know, it's, it's going to be their health related problems are going to increase exponentially just with, you know, everything that they kind of got going on. So trying to, you know, be active as much as you can within the scope of your medical condition, your healthcare provider, you know, if you're in therapy going, you know, based on the, you know, exercise related um, guidelines and stuff like that is, you know, key. Now, everybody benefits, obviously, from some sort of rest period. So now kind of looking at the athlete, um, whether it be, you know, college, professional, sedentary time for them may not impact them as much as somebody who has comorbidities. So if you take, you know, I was a, a college athlete, I played baseball at LVC, you know, practice, games, you know, you're going six days a week, taking that Sunday, doing absolutely nothing, vegging out a little bit might probably probably won't affect me that much, you know, because I'm going to go back to work on Monday with school practice and start moving. You know, actually might benefit me being on your feet, you know, having all that time, you know, doing vigorous activity, having some sort of down period to relax might benefit me. And it, you know, might not impact me as much as somebody who has so many comorbidities. Um, so I think it depends on who it is, the extent of the, uh, you know, the time period of the sedentary behavior. Um, obviously for anybody sitting down all day, not moving at all is going to affect them negatively. Um, so I think you have to kind of look at the whole picture with something like that, but definitely with people with comorbidities, trying to just break that time up. I'm not saying go out and, you know, move a whole bunch, but trying to do some form of activity within the scope of your abilities within, you know, whatever you're battling and, you know, whatever, you know, your healthcare provider deems is appropriate as well as, you know, if you're in therapy um, is definitely kind of something to kind of look at for everything. No, I definitely agree with you there. And I think that's a great perspective on things. Um, and we kind of touched already on how you break up your sedentary time. Um, but just to kind of bring it back here, um, for anyone who might be listening, who's saying, okay, you know, I'm convinced I need to get up and move around more, you know, they're just looking for more ideas. Um, I know my fitness watch, uh, I have a Garmin, and it vibrates every so often, giving me a reminder to get up and move around. Um, I know we've talked before about the concept that we call greasing the groove, um, which is basically just doing throughout your day doing some walking, doing some stretching, some, you know, basic body weight exercises, lunges, squats, stuff you can do anywhere and just keep yourself moving and get your joints loosened up and muscles loosened up. Um, and then two things I found beneficial, um, especially since studying at home, when I'm not getting as much movement in as I normally do is I like to stand up to study instead of sitting down. Um, I had that inguinal hernia surgery back in December and I've noticed my hip flexors have been very tight since then. Um, probably just due to where they attached the mesh. Um, but I've noticed that since I've been standing, um, my hips have been more loose and overall, I'm just um, seeing better mobility, especially in exercises like my squats um, from that. 
And then uh, this last one I've been doing, and I know you're huge on this too, is trying to take stuff on the go. Um, whether it be, you know, going for a walk or jumping on a treadmill and, you know, take a page of notes with you or pull something up on your phone and just try and use that time uh, productively, you know? Yeah, I do. Um, you know, other than my, you know, my lifts, I, you kind of talked about your Garmin watch. I have the Apple watch um, that, you know, notifies me, um, you know, oh, it's time to stand. And it actually has like the three, you know, rings on there and you can kind of close your rings. You can set goals for, you know, exercise times, number of hours, you know, that you did standing. And then um, what's the other one? Uh, calories. Um, and the other thing I like with, you know, the Apple Watch, I'm not, I'm not familiar with the Garmin or other watches, is you can share that activity with friends um, and do like weekly challenges and like you get updates on what they did during the day and like so you can kind of have like a friendly competing thing like that um i like my walks especially when it's nice outside um sunshine's always good um you know from definitely being inside all day or in a you know kind of gets opens up the lungs get some fresh air but um yeah bringing kind of stuff with you that you can review obviously if you have new notes that you're going over if you're in school that's going to be a little bit you know harder but as you kind of get better at them, you can kind of pull them up on your phone or you can bring stuff with me. I bring some written notes down. I'll go take a walk. And like if when you do that, it makes the time go by, you know, so much faster. So then you'll find yourself walking like 15, 20 minutes and you're like, oh, wow, I didn't even realize that. So it's kind of little like hacks like that to kind of break it up, um, you know, do some stretching throughout the day. I start every morning. I do like 20, 25 minutes of mobility work just to loosen up, especially when you first wake up in the morning. You're so stiff from laying down for however long you're sleeping. Um, But it's, you know, just finding little times throughout your day to kind of, you know, try to kill two birds with one stone, you know, stone, so to speak. And then then having a goal for like steps. So like for me, I try to do at least 10K. I've actually been averaging 15K. So I've now upped my goal to 15,000. So it's like, like right now I'm a little down. So I'm going to go for a walk after this. But it's like, once you have that goal, it's like, all right, I got to meet it. I can't, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, like you said, with the friend challenges there on the um, fitness apps, that's uh, something I didn't even think about. But I know uh, Fitbit and I'm pretty sure Garmin both have those options built into uh, their apps where you can add friends and do um, like weekday challenges or weekend warrior challenges for, you know, steps or, you know, whatever. Um, yeah, no. So bringing in a little friendly competition is always a good And that's great. Idea. You know, like nobody really likes to work out alone or be active alone. It's just a little bit harder, especially when you're first starting, you know, and everything right now going on with COVID-19 and, you know, quarantining yourself and social isolation. That is one way I think that you can kind of break up that isolation. Like, you know, although I can't see my buddy or I got to distance myself or, you know, whatever extent you're taking it, you can at least kind of use the a, a challenge like that to kind of, if you know, you, you know, you're, kind of quarantining yourself you know whatever reasons you can kind of do that little self challenge through that and kind of make it a you know a fun game 
Right. Um, last thing, this was something I had just thought of. Um, in your PT experience thus far, um, you know, you're about to take the boards in a couple of weeks. Like it's almost here, almost official. Um, has there been any differentiation between quality and quantity of steps? And what I mean by that is like, you know, take someone who runs, for example, they might get their 10,000 steps in, but 8,000 steps were while they were running versus just 10,000 steps throughout the day or um, 12,000 steps throughout the day of just walking. Like, would the running be better even though it's less steps or like so, that sort so of thing? So, my, my personal kind of take on it is, like, I try to get 10,000 steps regardless. Um, I don't or, – or, you know, whether that be in addition to the cardio I do in the morning – or if I'm on a bike, I just shoot for 10,000. I don't try to do, oh, I need 10,000 steps, you know, of walking in general. Obviously, if you do something more vigorous, whether it be, you know, walking on a bike or, you know, going for a run, um, that's going to have a little bit more quality than just general light, you know, low intensity walking, you know, from a, just a fitness standpoint, cardiovascular, you know, calorie burning general fat burning statement um so i for me personally i just kind of shoot for just just ten thousand steps whether it be running whether it's calculated cycling um walking um but obviously if if it's in the higher intensity the better quality it's gonna be if that makes sense i just you know my main thing is i just just get up and move whether, you know, whatever, whatever yeah. it is, shoot for whatever goal you have in your head. It doesn't have to be 10,000. It could be 5,000. Just kind of shoot for something. And, you know, however you get there is how you get there. You know, everybody yep. gets, that you, makes know, sense. you know, point A to point B, you know, everybody has their own path to getting there. But, you know, eventually you'll get there, you know, just to, you know, whatever route you take as long as you get there. Agreed. Yeah. Well, actually, this, um, you know, this, thing, this just pops up in my head too. And it's one of those things. It's like, yep. say, you know, say somebody would rather, you know, run than walk or walk than run or do, you know, walk on a treadmill, but an incline, you know, do whatever is enjoyable for you. Um, you know, you know especially now yeah, with that's you a know, good everything point. going on, you know, if you just want to go out for a, a, an hour bike ride, if you like biking, then go for a bike ride, you know? You, you know, if you don't like biking and want to, you know, go for a walk, go for a walk or go, or go for a hike if you can somewhere. Um, do something that's fun that's going to promote activity and kind of just kind of break up those sitting times. No, that's a very good point, because like we say, running and some people might shudder at the thought of running. Um, and, you know, that might bring back like right. old injuries or pains or anything like that. And especially right now when we're living in such high stress, high demand times, you know, putting your body through more demands might not be the best idea for everyone. And taking that, you know, 20, 30 minute walk, if you can, that might help you recover, reduce some stress and just feel better overall. Definitely. 
and it just kind of it breaks up your day with whatever you're doing use it at you know if you don't want to take notes or whatever with you you know it breaks it up the day it's a nice little study break go outside you know no agreed um you know and even you know if you break it up into five or ten minute bouts and you just take a five or ten minute walk every hour every other hour i mean you can easily get close oh, to yeah. an hour of walking i do i and, do about i mean four to five 20 minute walks throughout the day and 20 minute walks i've noticed are about two thousand steps so i mean you're already there and you're you know if that ten thousand marks your goal and it, you know it's just 20 minutes you know it's not going to kill you you know no especially from a time management no, standpoint agree i mean one hour of your day you know it's not or, you know, an hour, hour, 20 minutes, hour and a half, whatever you kind of want to walk, you know, from a time management standpoint, I don't think it's going to have too much of an impact on you on, on your day. Um, as long as you're being productive throughout the day, obviously, but. Right. Well, I appreciate you coming on with me here and discussing no this problem. for a Always while. A um, yeah. Um, so if you're listening in, thank you for listening to episode three of the Brawn Body podcast, all about the sedentary lifestyle and stay tuned next week because we're going to be bringing you some better, happier news as we talk about all of the benefits of exercise and physical activity. So now you know why you need to start and why you need to stop being sedentary. And next week, we'll tell you all the amazing things that happen um, when you do that. So thanks again for listening. Stay safe. Stay healthy, everyone.